0: Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean.
1: We're still carrying that energy from last week. Done <laughs> dude. You're done with
0: finals. You're free for the summer, dude. It's uh, I love not being in school. And for somebody who loves it, why am I still doing it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I only have one semester left.
1: And then you'll be done. Yeah, and then, and then I start.
0: I was gonna. I was just gonna. Just do one class per semester to finish it out. But I was like, you know what? This semester could have been better if I would have. <laughs> I had a lot going on. Just a few things. Just a little bit. But if I would have really just hammered down and dedicated myself, I could have I could have done better overall, I think, in all facets. Um, and I think that with my job going to a day shift mm-hmm. and having the evenings will help me allocate time for these last two classes. Okay. Opposed to like trying to get up early and do homework in the morning and before mm-hmm. work. That was just, it's too hard.
1: Yeah. Do you have a practicum that you have to do? Like oh, a final portfolio yeah. So you're doing two classes plus the portfolio? No,
0: one class plus the portfolio. Oh, yeah. okay. Not too bad.
1: I mean, a lot I mean of, it's going to l- suck. It's a lot of work. Don't, don't, <laughs> under, don't undersell it. I mean, that's like your whole master's thing yeah. is the portfolio. Yeah. So.
0: So we'll see. Um But I'm done now and it's just like I don't want to get into too many details, but it was close there for a yeah. minute.
1: Yeah, you're you um you were telling me all about it and I was like, Oh man, like I've I've had that I've yeah. had those semesters yes. before. I've had that i I've had that exact semester where you're like triaging classes, but you managed to do what I couldn't, which was pull it out.
0: Yeah, I can't believe I did it. Yeah. But I didn't. And uh now it's summertime. It's time to celebrate. Uh, I should check when classes start, because your wedding is at the end of August, and classes start at the end of August. Oh, really? Yeah. You know that. Yeah, that's
1: true. It should be... Well, I think it'll probably start that Monday.
0: It's usually It's
1: usually that Monday, so it'll be the 23rd.
0: So that'll be... Oh, yeah, it usually is around there, so that's a good way to end the summer. Yeah. I mean, I'm going camping again in September, but... I think I just. Well,
1: that's the nice thing about online classes. I know yeah. it is.
0: Um, I can take some work with me, and and I'm going camping for like four or five days, mm-hmm. so it'll be. I don't know. It'll be nice to just relax and read if I need to, and. But dang, dude! What a weight lifted! How mm-hmm. nice. I can
1: imagine. I, I can't
0: wait till you're going through it.
1: Well, I know. I just know what that <laughs> weight feels like when you get done, and like. It's just even if it's only for a couple of weeks yeah. between semesters, like the break between fall and um, spring, spring semester, fall, yeah. Uh, it's just it's so nice when you yeah. hit submit on that last.
0: Yeah, but then, dude, I mean, there's been so many times where I would submit and I'd be like, I have no idea if I'm gonna pass this class, <laughs> <laughs> and then like I stress, I would stress until like the day grades are submitted, mm-hmm. and then I pass with an A, and I'm just like. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. but it's like I I I don't up until like this last semester I have felt pretty confident prior to this of where I was where I stood with my grades and so I when I hit that submit I knew I was done and I knew that my grade was gonna be passing and I was good to go, but and this semester I I the good thing is that everything was tracking pretty well mm-hmm. with grades so I knew as soon as I finished like there was one day of me checking refreshing grades as they were being graded at each assignment because the dude the professor was so far behind so he was grading everything like super late so i could just live refresh my grade and just see it constantly just consistently just go up and get higher and i'm Mm -hmm. like yes
1: like so, watching um w- watching the pennsylvania and georgia returns during the election yes as as mail-in ballots are getting counted you're yes. <laughs> like okay it's
0: gonna get there <laughs> it just is, is it gonna get there oh it looks like it like just the mm-hmm. the torture so i i remember at clark there was a point where i was like okay i am no longer torturing myself like this like be a better student be better and uh when i went to wsu i think i, I very much was and i had less and less stress um there wasn't ever like a a final exam that I was like my hello. Hello. Well you can say words. Hi. Do you want to say hello? No baby talk.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, good morning. How are you? Good. I can't say your name because of
0: top secret. It's top secret. What are you doing? Okay, hi and bye.
1: Are you going to school? No. Look at my nice
0: outfit.
1: That is a nice outfit. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm not Oh, okay.
0: Nice. Oh, you are. Okay. Have fun. Be a leader. Act like a black belt, right? I'm a white belt. Yeah, but you act like a black belt. True? Okay.
1: Dress for the job that you want. That's right. Not act the for the job have.
0: that you want. Uh, I have no idea what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Clark thing? No. I don't know. Love you. Yeah, I'm sure I was talking we about forgot. something. <laughs> Dang it, what was it?
1: Uh, you weren't even listening. About being a better student.
0: Uh, at Clark? And, and stuff? then
1: WCU. you very much were a <laughs> better student. Who cares?
0: Boring. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it feels good. I'm ready to rage. Um, I, I downloaded and printed research for today's episode and
1: that's the first time in a while. Yeah.
0: I was, uh, <laughs> people were like at, at work, they're like, what are you doing? I was like reading and they're like for fun cause they all know I'm done. I was like, dude, now I can read for fun, mm-hmm. um, and read things that I want to read. That's yeah. why like when you're asking about to the Republic, like, yes, like, let me do that. I want to do that with you because it's, it's, um, I don't know. It just works different parts of the brain. Communications so far has been very creative. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some analytical parts of it or whatever. But it, there's it's definitely been a cool avenue for me to be creative. Whereas history and uh, political science, it, it uses a different part of my brain. It makes me think differently. makes me analyze things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to do TTR. Speaking of TTR.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let me pull up the email here. Uh, you um, got a review. Yeah. So the you fairy, got a hot take. I could do. It was the hottest of takes. Dude, it's the sun. Um, I so I those of you who have never listened to an episode of To the Republic, shame on you. But if shame, you ha- but shame. If you, but if you haven't, um, it is a show that Jeff and I started. Uh, just a recap. It was a show that we, you and I, started two years almost two years ago yeah, I know. It's so and long. uh we it's for a radio show it's for a radio station uh kxrw and for xray.fm, which is it it broadcasts on uh, thursday at noon the first thursday at noon every month and uh it's a show that you and i developed as a history civics show to talk just to talk about different things in the United States. And you and I did it for about a year. And then with you starting school and everything, having to back away and then Matt, and then now I've been doing some episodes by myself. Right. They're very good episodes. They're an hour long, uh, very structured. We try to limit the amount of bias and just like, this is just what it, like if we're talking about uh, voter suppression, like voter suppression tactics, and then how voting works, like we just like, here's it, Here's
0: here's what it is. Uh, I always say it's, and aims to be educational and apolitical. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I uh, and we, you and I, are a lot better at that. I've. I think last week, last month's episode, I.
0: Oh, maybe you're got, just throwing I'm, opinions out there, I, Jake.
1: I may have gotten a little. I don't think I got political. I don't know. Have I didn't you li- say political. I, I said have opinions. You, have you listened? Have you listened to it?
0: No, but I'm going to put this eye sleeper mask on while you talk.
1: Okay, sounds good. I'm trying to pull <laughs> it up right now. I just remember that it's. I sent it to you and CJ in
0: the group message. So. The email, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me pull it up here. Just type in uh, two white guys; it'll pop right up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> white guys, um, where is it? Um. Okay, so I got it right here. All right, so, um, it said, "Hello, Susan." Uh, That's the CEO. This was sent to the CEO, the president of KXRW, and also sent to, I found out later, every single email at X-Ray. Like, she sent it to, this person sent it to everyone. Whoa. Yeah. Karen, calm down. Right? So, uh, it said, I am a donor to x com and listener. So, okay. Side note. Uh, You're just going to have to bear through some really bad sentence structure, and because I want to read this as it was typed, this is not clearly.
0: She was just pissed and raging. Yes, I also don't think
1: that she knows how to write particularly well. Whoa,
0: dude! um, We need to let's put the brakes on assumptions because I'm going to attack her for assumptions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, To the
1: Republic and Jake is a show of two white guys discussing stuff. Hyphen hyphen. No attempt is made to increase the diversity of opinion or c- contributors. Air the show at 3 a.m., but not during the day. The airwaves, the web, social media is full of similar opinions about gun ownership and due process, yada yada, and it's not in any way consistent with X-Ray's mission. Jake, a gun owner, hosting the show... Given the political climate in this country right now, especially with the January 6th white nationalist attack on the Capitol, this show is historically inaccurate about the origins and historical climate that the Second Amendment originated. He he does not discuss just how central slavery was on the founders. The drafting of the Constitution in 1787 at the convention. Oh, oh okay. Uh, what he does say is... Underlying ideology armed white people to suppress slave revolts. Timeline for me doesn't make sense for me. That's I don't even know what she's quoting. I didn't say she like splices together two very different things that I said. And I see both sides to the debate. Didn't say that about that. Okay, like didn't say that. He's wrong in the in this climate of armed insurrection about the big lie, the stolen election. Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, and Armed White Nationalists, who, at this moment, conceive of their Fox News Q revolt against the tyranny of President Biden. This is just a white guy gun owner who is offering further justification for armed insurrection and gun ownership. Sorry, super tired of this. He could quote from Carol Anderson, an African-American academic, about her book on the Second Amendment and how gun violence disproportionately harms people of color. The Second Amendment was a response to Haitian Revolution, the Alien and Sedition Act, Jefferson in quotes, I don't. in parentheses, I don't know why that matters. Slave revolts and white slave owners need for slave patrols. This according to Tom Hartman's recent book. Sincerely, Fuff, F-U-F, V, period. Okay. I don't know who this is. Anonymity, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. But apparently this person has been a longtime donor to the station.
0: Uh, X-Ray. X-Ray. So I want to start by, before I get to-
1: And they do know who this person is.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. So So before I get to the most- in my opinion, the most egregious part of this. I'm sure you have others that you think. I just wanted to read a mission statement here. Since we're saying that uh, to the Republic mm-hmm. goes against mission statements. Yes. This is X-Ray FM's mission statement. Our mission is to hold a microphone up to the best and most distinctive of Portland. To build a culturally relevant center of for ideas, music, and creative in service for a more open media and more just community. Unless the listeners and donors disagree. It doesn't say that. But apparently that's the attitude mm-hmm. of the listeners. We want to have an open open market of ideas unless we disagree with it. Yeah. And and I can't even imagine how this person might disagree with you if they listen to more than five minutes of the episode. That's the problem is they listen to five minutes of the episode. Yeah.
1: They listened to long enough to hear me. Try to be as transparent as possible, saying, "Hey, I o- I have owned firearms my entire life. Yes, I think that this." Ge- and then I said, "I think that this gives me a unique perspective mm-hmm. to talk about this very, like, very hot topic." Yeah. Um, because I don't fit into either camp. The funny thing was is that somebody could legitimately, like, from the other side of this debate, like the like the most like NRA supporting, yes. Like two A all the way. Guy has "Don't Tread on Me" tattooed on his left bicep. Mm-hmm. Guy could listen to this and we the people
0: across their shoulders.
1: Yeah, and be <laughs> I almost was me. Uh, could be uh, uh, could could end up could listen to this and be send just the same damn be email. just as angry. Yes, saying I'm historically inaccurate. All yeah. of this crap. So yeah. you know what? I think I did. After having time to really analyze this, I think I did my job.
0: You pissed me off. Why? You know why. Why? You know why. I don't. Because you said you were done. Oh, yeah. You're going to fucking cower and bow down to this I person? I was
1: emotional. I wasn't going to actually quit. You know me better than that.
0: Well, it pissed me off.
1: I know don't it did. Don't even say those words. I know it did. I could tell. I can tell when you're pissed because you just send K. <laughs> well, it's
0: obnoxious. <laughs> it wasn't obnoxious. It was obnoxious. To yeah. say that you're gonna quit, you should say "fuck that." I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove you wrong, or I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna stick it to you. Uh, I mean, there's probably no way, but I mean, you have to do the next episode on race. I'm joking. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs>
1: touching that. Nor, sh- I mean, nor really should I, unless I uh, have.
0: Apparently, I shouldn't either, as a white person.
1: I'm, well, okay. Yeah, <sighs> well, I have a
0: whole race thing that I kind of want to get into today, and this, this. This just this is something that i've I've discussed multiple times with people um you know it's it's often said that race is a social construct right and for somebody to say that somebody else is or isn't of a race that's exactly what the problem is
1: mm-hmm.
0: The implication here that this show is just hosted by white guys is. Discounting any cultural ethnic recognition or connection that I might have with Mexicans and Mexican culture and Mexico Mm -hmm. because of what because of the way that I talk because of the way that I look. Yeah, that pissed me off Mm -hmm. because taking taking all the history courses that I have more specifically in Latin American history and African history. There is this notion of passing as white, right? Yeah. In my experience there is a benefit that I know I have from passing as white. But then I also consider all the time, every time that I apply for a job or every time that I send an email, does the last name Lopez signify something in the receiver? I don't know that, but that's a consideration I have. Mm -hmm. That is somebody who grew up as identifying as biracial or bi-ethnic now being told you're just white i i just it, i could not i and, and to me that even sounds whiny when i say that right mm-hmm. like poor me but it, it it's i don't know it is my experience right yeah. there have been times where i've been called a beaner and a spick or somebody called me a sour cream mexican like there are these are things that people have said to me and so to to discount who i am or my experience based on i have no idea what that i'm just a white guy just spouting off opinions is even more frustrating and i will say this is interesting um this is something i've been considering more and more lately is that i think that there are a few things that play into my desire to pursue education i think it's my um lack of success in 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 education up until college. Mm-hmm. I didn't graduate in high school. I got my GED, right? So that motivates me to be better when I decided to go to school. But also, having that last name Lopez and having the insecurity that I do have, wondering if if it says Lopez, Master's in Strategic Communication, if that gives me a little more... Um, mm-hmm. That's things I think about and things I consider. So it pisses me off when somebody... People like... Uh, in this new era of where we're allow, where we're not allowing, but we're saying like people can identify as whatever they want, we just accept those things. There are parts of me who are very proud and interested in Mexican culture, um. But I also identify that I look very, I I acknowledge I look very white. I don't look too Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. So who, how? Other people are telling me, you're white, dude, that it just irritates the shit out of me. Even if it doesn't bother me, it doesn't make me mad or anything, right? But it irritates the shit out of me because we're supposed to be, especially coming from somebody like this, who's like, I want these opinions spouted on this, and they're not having representation, and they're not doing all this. You are telling the half-Mexican dude that he is not representative of Mexicans. Well,
1: it's like Andrew Yang um, getting flack for saying so andrew andrew yang is mm-hmm. uh, he's a he's asian yeah. american and he came out in defense of that snl cast member who was fired for his racist remarks about asian people mm-hmm. and andrew yang said that that comedian shouldn't have been fired mm-hmm. because those jokes were made in the context of comedy and now a bunch uh, of white liberals are going after andrew yang saying that he's not sensitive enough it's like what are you talking about? Like, yes. shouldn't we take our cue? Q- like, if I, I don't understand, like, why are you trying to cancel Andrew Yang for saying, like, I wasn't offended about this guy's yes. racial remarks yes. about my race? Yeah. And then people trying to tell him how he should feel.
0: And I'm not implying or assuming a, a, a racial identity to this listener who's writing in. Mm-hmm. But what I am pointing out is who are you to tell anybody? what race they are by their voice or by what, whatever. Obviously, you didn't do research. If you went to the website and you went to the About Me and you listened to any episode other than the five minutes that you did listen to, you would find the information that Jake Joachim does a show with Jeff Lopez. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what a white name, dude. Couldn't get any whiter. <laughs> like, is that why? Yeah. I'm. I'm assuming this I, is all shit. I think about this
1: person hasn't. I mean, it comes down to this person hasn't listened to any of our other episodes, right? Because we legitimately did an entire episode on voter suppression, yeah, where we talked about how disen, like how both past and modern disenfranchisement tactics mm-hmm. uh, th- at the voting booth, yes, have consistently marginalized people of color, yeah. especially blacks yeah. in the United States, <laughs> and like we have. Okay, I. So, uh, Kylie's sister Taryn pointed when I read this out because the night of I was like I was oh, pretty you were like
0: popping off, dude. You needed everyone's opinion. I did need everybody's <laughs> opinion.
1: I needed validation. Yeah. Um. Because it hit kind of hard. And I think when something hits For sure. you when something hits you hard, it's because there's an out there is an ounce of truth in it. And oh. I'll 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 get okay. there. Right. i to okay. flesh this out. But Taryn okay. said something that really hit that really kind of struck me. I didn't have a, I didn't have a. Uh, an immediate response to, and she said like, Oh, it, she's like, it sucks that somebody literally just boiled down everything you had to say to, to your race.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: And, um, that's well said. And then I'm like, damn, I can never know how blacks have felt or how people of color have felt. But if this is, if, if I'm even like 10% of how I feel now, being completely
0: wow,
1: having nothing like nothing else I mattered said, I can't have opinions on certain nothing things. Nothing else I mattered said. Nothing else I said mattered. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Nothing else I say matters. Yeah. Everything just boils down to if I'm a white person, these are my opinions, and therefore, like I am, I'm only going to be able to have a certain opinion a certain outlook on life. No matter how much yeah. education I have, I can't overcome my whiteness, honest inability to certain talk about certain topics. Right. And. Therefore, just being literally just brought down to my lowest, least common denominator, which is my whiteness. Yeah, like that is the way you look. It's stupid, or the way you sound. But it's the same. But I'm like, wow, like
0: that. That's that. That
1: was honestly really powerful. Like that was really powerful. That kind of got me dumbstruck. And I'm not saying like, oh, now I understand how blacks have felt or (laughs) people of color have felt. I'm not saying that at all. But it gave me a little clue into how that how they
0: how yeah absolutely though,
1: how those communities absolutely. have felt for generations nothing you
0: have said or done matters because the 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 fact that you are white like you said gives you no expertise in any topic <laughs>
1: and i'm not a vi- and i'm not claiming victim status no, 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 i'm no, no, not no, no, a victim no, no, no. because of my whiteness no, 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 so i'm no, 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 not no, no, trying to say that i don't that. think well if, so, if
0: people are listening in there and they're like this dude's a victim well, no i know that's not what you're saying so great to point that out but but there is an element of understanding there Mm -hmm. like holy shit like this just all got boiled down to the fact that i'm white and that's like this dude's white he doesn't know anything write him off Mm -hmm. and 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 the topic was guns the topic wasn't even like racial inequality or anything
1: see that and that's the thing like i think where she got really up I found like the reason why I keep using the she pronoun is because yeah. I found out later that this person is female wow
0: um, now you're recognizing pronouns shame on you
1: <laughs> I, I'm just using the pronoun I'm dude. just using the pronoun that they you were given that, they, that I was given, given about yes. this person so uh, I don't know her actual name but I just was yeah. given gotcha. she gotcha she so
0: the elusive she the
1: elusive she fuff v, the F-U-F, they. V. um so uh the what was I say? Oh, okay. so there when I was so my first segment, um, just yeah. to give context, kay. eventually this episode will be up. You can find it at K on KXRW's archives if they left it there. Oh, it's not on our feed. <laughs> not on our feed yet. Dude. We haven't taken a week off.
0: We should do a bonus episode this week so no one will listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> jerks jerks yeah
1: so um you can find it at KXO on kxow's archives or on x-rays archives the the file is there we'll upload it eventually but i'll give you a synopsis so my first segment is talking about the historical not really the historical context but what what are the two um what is the ideological divide Mm. about how to interpret the second amendment and what the what might have what 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 may have influenced the founders to write it in the way that they did because it's a really weird sentence if you think about it
0: in the second amendment
1: the second amendment is a very weirdly constructed sentence it says a well-regulated militia Mm -hmm. comma being necessary to the security of a free state comma the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed period
0: you know what's so funny i just want to keep your thought keep your line of thought because i don't want you to lose it but i was driving to work yesterday Mm -hmm. and there was this big macho machismo truck in Uh, front of me yes and he had the whole he had i'm guessing he had the whole words the whole thing on the on the back window and i was reading it as i'm driving behind him and i was like did he edit that to make sure those parts are in there no it's really written like that yeah like that butchered and and weird it's a weird sentence it's weird
1: yeah because now and then thanks founders because nobody can figure out what the f you meant yeah because that's where the that's where the biggest dividing line is. Is do you do you take the preamble, which is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, mm-hmm. as the intent, a collective right, if mm-hmm. you will? We uh, you have the right to keep and bear arms as long as the the well-regulated militia can be maintained. So you can own arms to the extent that a militia can be maintained. Okay, and that that in that implicitly puts. The ability to have regulation on what types of arms you can own if it's necessary to, sec- to a uh, if it's necessary to the security of a free state mm-hmm. and it and, ha- and it allows the people to have a militia that can be called upon by the federal government to handle insurrection uh then you can own those arms mm-hmm. uh that was the in 1939 the challenge to the 1934 gun control act uh, directly addressed that and the court actually ruled on the preamble side the collective right side saying that somebody's sawed off shotgun mm-hmm. did not enable them to did not enhance the the collective right of the citizenry to be to to be able to be called upon in a militia therefore that gu- that particular gun can be regulated okay um short barrel shotgun so that was like the night that was the first major supreme court case on fire in the 1939. no kind of <laughs> so um but then the other side of the argument is the individual rights or individual right of the argument yeah and that is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed yeah so do you take the operative clause or do you take the preamble yeah um and as what with original intent so then i my my intention was to give historical context that might shed light on that okay because one of the writings across one of the few things that the that like almost all of the founders agreed upon is that they didn't at the at the onset of the at the onset of the constitution Mm -hmm. they did not want a standing army yeah they viewed a standing army as the biggest threat to the continuation of the republic because a standing army with arms Mm -hmm. you get generals that decide that they they want to overthrow the government they can then do that Mm -hmm. right so um, they did not want a standing army. They they basically said anything that is domestic, anything that would need an army for, we can call up the local militia. Right. Um, and that's what they did with the Whiskey Rebellion mm-hmm. when George Washington led uh, a militia to put down an insurrection in western Pennsylvania. Right. The
0: which was also discussed on an episode of TTR exactly found every Thursday mm-hmm. on our podcast. Dude,
1: as one of our crises, <laughs> presidents and national crises. The. Uh, Um,
0: standing militia so
1: the standing militia so i was like it's not wanting a standing army yeah so then i said okay well there's a counter argument to that as i keep hearing to to push this collective right argument Mm -hmm. i do hear a new debate i said a new debate that is coming up was that the second amendment is actually rooted in racism and that is Mm -hmm. and that in the they're using they're saying that the the primary focus of the inclusion of the second amendment in the bill of rights was to make sure that armed white citizens Mm -hmm. were uh were armed that white citizens were armed in case there were slave revolts okay and that is historically off on their on the timeline oh gotcha and that's what i pointed out i said that doesn't that i'm not saying and i said I'm not saying that there that race and and race and racism was not present. Yeah, in a, in a room full of white guys creating a government about white men. Okay, the three-fifths compromise was part of the original drafting of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Women were not given the right to vote. Okay, at the drafting of the Constitution, I all of that I understand. But in terms of what word, what was the thought process behind the writing of the Second Amendment? It doesn't make sense because prior to the Haitian Revolution in 1791, the Constitution was ratified in 1787. This event, the Haitian Revolution, happened four years after the writing of our of Constitu- our Constitution. So it couldn't Constitution. have influenced it. It couldn't have influenced it. And I said, I said, I've done a lot. Like the majority of my time working on my history degree was talking was l- learning about um race and uh gender intersections mm-hmm. in um in uh in the imperial superstructures especially the british empire yeah and prior to the haitian revolution the majority of co- of white colonists did not believe that because there was so much racism and belief about the natural state of blacks mm-hmm. is that when they're in their natural state of servitude, because they were lesser humans, That's this was the belief of the state. time, right? They're going to be docile. Yeah. So prior to the Haitian Revolution, there wasn't this fear of, of blacks. It wasn't even considered. It wasn't considered. And then the Haitian Revolution turned all of that on its head. Yeah. That was really the watershed mark. That was the eight, like the Bengali revolt of 1857 completely foundation, foundationally changed how the British saw Indians the um the haitian revolution fundamentally changed how white colonists across empires mm-hmm. saw their po- their their slave populations yeah. so prior to anything prior to that you have to look at race you have to look at how white saw their slave populations significantly different
0: yes and that that frame of thought and that frame of thinking was in the way was the their thought process and frame in which they were writing the the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I'm not saying that it's not rooted in racism. I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't present, but it wasn't arming whites to keep down slave revolts, which is like this new idea that's being pushed out, saying that doesn't, that historical timeline doesn't make sense right. for that particular argument. Does mm-hmm. not say I'm discounting anything in, in, in regards to in trying to say, well, America wasn't rooted in racism. Right. I'm not right. saying that at all. It's just that particular argument. So what you're saying is like if I disagree on any little thing, I'm just I'm just a racist white nationalist insurrectionist that's going on. Like it's just funny that people go like the second if you disagree with them in any way, right? Yeah. If you disagree with a Trump supporter, <laughs> you're antifa, and if you disagree with anything that the ultra white liberal has to say, I'm a I I might as well be wearing a Trump hat and storming the Capitol.
0: You're an anti vaxxer and a racist. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: if you knew anything about me, listen to a single one of our episodes, yeah, like anything that has to do with <laughs> insurrection anarchy is something that like I just strictly oppose, yeah, it's just it was so fr- dude, that was just so frustrating because it was so off it was just so far from the truth, right, but anyway, that's my take. sorry for rambling
0: no, that's not rambling that I think that is that is revealing of just the toxicity of that kind of quick judgment that people have. Uh, even I posted a meme the other day of uh, firemen trying to put out a fire. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like the virus. And then the anti-vaxxers like sitting on the hose, like trying to prevent them. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that image, I posted it for the message. Right. But the part of the message that I didn't appreciate was the fact that this image showed the individual wearing a red hat, implying that it's a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it's and he's a
1: white overweight dude. Yes, yeah.
0: But it's not just white overweight men who support Trump who are not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like I get it. You I have get to come. You have to come up
1: with a. Co- you have to come up with a. If you're going to do that, you have to come up with a character, and that is right. What are they just accurate like, of the? That is accurate of the average. Trump supporter, right? But as we know, anti-vaxxism is yeah. widespread in almost every community. Yes,
0: they should have just put the globe right there, honestly. Right? Yeah. I mean, that to me, that imagery of like the world stopping, the, the world stopping those professionals mm. from stopping the virus. Damn, dude, I just thought of that on the fly. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But it's true, you know. Um, I get the I I, I imagine like. The, the artist's thought process there. I get it. But it's not just that type of person. But that's that's instantly how they're they're written off.
1: hmm
0: I'm sorry you got so emotional. I got very triggered. Yeah, you did.
1: Thankfully the uh the both radio stations are having my having my back yeah. they're not
0: canceling me because they're they not mis- moving oh dude I wish you would have got canceled they're
1: not moving me to 3am that would have been
0: hilarious so dude. if I got canceled yeah
1: what's funny is like <laughs> you almost canceled yourself you baby <laughs> what's, what's funny is that this person made my point like my yes. point at the my point Tell at this. the my I point at so the good. end of the episode was like my last segment was gun nuts this is what you get wrong gun control advocates who just want guns completely out of like completely banned this is what you guys get wrong mm-hmm. this is what you don't understand about each other and if you want seats at the table put yourselves there yeah. but it's going to be compromise nothing happens nothing is going to get through legislature without and become policy without compromise mm-hmm. And I said, we have to start listening to... We have to start listening to to each other. And we start listening to each other by abandoning slippery slope arguments Mm -hmm. and abandoning zero-sum ideology. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand, like, how that is a controversial message. It
0: isn't. They didn't get that far.
1: Correct. But (laughs) it wouldn't have mattered because... What's so funny, like, too, like, I... Man, I, I just... I even listened to Tom Hartman. Like she mentions, like you could have listened to Tom Hartman. I listened to Tom Hartman to influence my thinking on the collect on the on the uh, collective right argument of of this um, uh the collective right argument of this uh, of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Some uh, a side that I hadn't really explored before. I listened to him. I, I he influenced my thinking in the construction of this episode. Like I did basically everything that this person said. I didn't.
0: Yeah. It's just <laughs> stupid, man. It is stupid. It's stupid, and that's the environment and quote culture that we are harboring and developing and continuously developing. It's gross, dude.
1: How scary of a world must it be for that listener? Like, every single person out there is just going, is walking around trying to overthrow the government. I I just, it's like, it, you, she only consumes the news that consistently feeds her fears.
0: Yeah 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 Yeah.
1: it's the same thing with the people who watch fox news all day Oof. who think that literally antifa is going to come bust down their door
0: yeah or was that newsweek
1: yeah every single person who doesn't agree with this lady mm-hmm. is a threat to the democracy is a threat to democracy it's yeah. a threat to her way of life
0: yeah that polarization is scary dude
1: dude and it's rampant and it it it's rampant. growing even more yeah so
0: Hmm.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening to that. Um, I'm going to. I have the printed. I have the. I was I, wondering. I forgot to bring it in, but okay. I have the. I have the printout of the email. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it right next to my seat here. Is it in your car?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Bring it in, and we'll. I'll get a frame and stuff for it. Cool. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. You dumb racist. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about Liz Cheney.
1: Uh, so Liz Cheney is the congresswoman from Wyoming, mm-hmm. because why we, if you listen to any of our episodes on voting, uh, we talk about how that is one of the problems with uh, the way that the Senate uh, proportional versus equal representation mm-hmm. works out is that we don't, to, we don't have to rehash this out. But Liz Cheney, there is there's only enough population in Wyoming to warrant one seat in Congress, yeah, but yet they have two senators, yeah. Uh, that's a problem mm-hmm. with how representation works in the United States as government, anyway. So, she is the sole congressional seat from Wyoming, she is the daughter of, of uh, Dick Cheney. You cannot get any more modern Republican roots mm-hmm. than the Cheneys, the Cheneys, the Romneys, uh, the Bushes. These are like the foundational families of modern right. conservatism. She was the number three Republican in the in the in the Republican caucus in the in the House, of representatives. She's one of the most powerful Republicans on the Hill. Mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. Um, she was also, she voted with Trump. She sided with Trump in his first impeachment. Has mm-hmm. Bernie Munch been in lockstep until she refused to go along with this? Not. Going along with the, with the big lie mm-hmm. at first, I don't think that's what did her in. It was the voting to impeach. Ever since she decided to do that mm-hmm. and continue to be vocal about it, mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the House have now removed her from her leadership position. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, she's going to be voted out yeah. in 2022. She yeah. will no longer be a congresswoman. Right. Uh, Wyoming will remove her. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Mitt Romney got booed the other day in Utah got booed off the stage and, really? he st- and he stopped on his way up basically on his way off and saying are you guys embarrassed is literally what he asked the crowd
0: wow
1: it, it's crazy to me man like you've got to be in lockstep it's either like mccarthy knows, That's like scary. mccarthy knows mccarthy is the is the it was the house minority leader um he's the number one republican in the house and mm-hmm. even he like he knows like the election wasn't stolen but it's like you need to not talk about it. Yeah. Ignore that it happened. Yeah. And move on in order to be able to be in the house right now. Yeah. And then implicitly say stuff like, well, you know, we need to do a lot. You need to go along with the fraud that we need to look at election security. Mm -hmm. We need to do that kind of stuff. We're not going to talk about January 6th, but we're going to continue implicitly pushing the narrative that the so that the gross. that the election wasn't secure, even yeah. though courts across judges across the political spectrum, judges
0: appointed by Trump,
1: how state <laughs> houses, the federal government, yes. everybody has done audits across the states and have found minimal, if any, regularities. Yeah, and not enough in any way, shape, or form to have changed the outcome of any election at any level in the United States. Mm-hmm. This was like one of the most secure elections of all time. Yeah. Said a Trump appointee to Homeland the Homeland Security Division that oversees election security. Yeah. It's it's disgusting that somebody like Liz Cheney who mm-hmm. probably majority of the time I don't know if I would agree with. Right. Ideologically. Right. But that she's basically being canceled, mm-hmm. censored mm-hmm. and removed. For doing nothing but saying, we can't continue to perpetuate a lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not all in on Trump and his tactics and methods. So if you don't think that
1: Trump is going to be the 2024 nominee, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Because they're not doing this. They're coddling him, right? They're trying to create the necessary... Environment. Uh, environment for yeah. him to be able to step back in in 2024. Absolutely. Both through changing how voting is is done mm-hmm. to ensure that he has a chance of winning because mm-hmm. he's immensely unpopular. The only way he's going to win is by limiting the amount of people who can show up and vote against him. Yes. And making sure that he's palatable to the majority of Republican voters to make sure that they get back out and vote. Mm-hmm. The fact that Ron DeSantis thinks that he has any shot is ridiculous. The second that that guy goes and campaigns campaigns in Iowa, and Trump sends out something from the desk of Donald Trump saying mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis is a loser, he's weak on this, he's mm-hmm. weak on that. DeSantis is done. Yeah, done. Yeah, they are enslaved to Trump. That's the Republican insane. Party is enslaved to Trump, and it was codified with the removal of of Liz Cheney. Yeah, from her power powership from her power position within the party right dude it's a party of trump man
0: yeah oh yeah um
1: meanwhile you've got somebody like uh marjorie taylor green yeah who went in like Whoa. legitimately like got in the face of aoc didn't she like, say over like
0: the jihad crew or something like that
1: I didn't see that. Oh man,
0: I'll find it. But what happened with uh, the bas- AOC?
1: basically AOC just had to get security because Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene like confronted her in the halls of Congress and was like, "Why are you against the American people?" Like, got right in her face. Like, wasn't this person? That, weren't they supposed to have some sort of big debate on the Green New Deal?
0: Yeah, and Marjorie Taylor Green like basically admitted th- admitted that she she's and never she never read and it. And then
1: I guessing she's welching on her on her um, on her promise to do the to do the debate, but we all knew that that was a trap anyway. She just just needed to be on camera saying she was willing to have the debate because that's all her voters need. That's all the the base that supports that kind of politics needs is to see that she was going to have the debate. The debate doesn't actually matter. They weren't going to listen to it anyway. And if they did listen to it, it wasn't going to be about making legitimate, valid points based on evidence. It was going to be who could have the the most bumper sticker quotes. Oh, yeah. Because it's the way she wears her masks is is all you need to know about how they see politics. It's bumper sticker quotes. It's one word things. She was walking around with free speech on her, on her, her on her mask. Yeah. Um, but just silenced Liz Cheney, uh, talk and then walks around with a mask to say, that says Trump won. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's just, it's, it gets back to Palin Mm -hmm. all the way back to Palin. She's a nice lady. (laughs) God, you're never going to let me (laughs) let that one down. She, uh, I mean, Palin saying like, oh, like, you, you know what that when there was like a legitimate question about like, how would you deal with Russia? Like, how would you deal with Russia on the international stage? And right. it was between her and Biden. And uh, which seems ridiculous at the time, right? Like yeah. how far we've come. And, uh, and, and Palin saying, you know what the difference? And instead of saying like what she would do, she goes, you know what the, dif- you know what the difference between a pit bull and a hockey mom is? Lipstick. That means they're both pip they're both angry yeah, dogs aggressive. that'll attack. Yeah. But she wears lipstick. Yeah. Because she's a hockey mom. Gotcha. But that was something that was muttered in a vice presidential debate. Right. That shit forever changed politics. Yeah. The Republican Party never recovered. Yeah. From that. Yeah. That started. Or did they? they kind the of The
0: Republican Party for as what it was never recovered, but it became what it is.
1: That was like the wa- that was like the moment where the Republican Party started to, to down the backslide. It was the loss in two thousand eight that sparked all of the racial fears. A mm-hmm. black man's no president. To two thousand ten gra- grassroots, we've now known that most of that Tea Party funding was not grassroots. That was the Koch brothers just yeah. pumping money in, into advertising, pushing this this like fake narrative of like no taxation without representation mm-hmm. even though it was passed by congress which is our representatives mm-hmm. whatever um <laughs> <laughs> the uh um and then uh, i think i think what was the death knell was electing the moderate the romney mm-hmm. electing romney to be to go against obama's re-election bid right and losing in the fashion that he did mm-hmm. was the death knell saying we can't win with moderates mm-hmm. anymore. We we tried going back to the um we tried going back to the to the you know the classic republican family mm-hmm. the the moderate republican and he couldn't beat the 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 progressive liberal. Right. If Biden had lost you would never i don't th- I, I think you would have seen the democratic party go into the same tailspin yeah yeah thankfully he didn't
0: that's a great point but he has been governing further that. he has been governing
1: yeah. further to the left yeah. since getting in but i still think he's still sticking the thing is like i i don't okay I, I disagree with like the left pushing the the leftward shift that biden has seemingly made yeah but he's still sticking with that institutionalist background like i can't there's things i cannot do as an executive yeah so as long as he's staying with that yeah he's better than any alternative that the republicans putting yes. out. yes
0: yes yeah operating within the system i'll, I'll try to exploit the loopholes. i'll
1: take a guy who's maybe too far a little too far left for me ideologically mm. but isn't going to undermine the very institutions yes. of our government yes over somebody who Maybe I would under- maybe I would agree with more on taxes and trade or something, mm-hmm. but it's going to push a trump style narrative and a f- further expanding the executive branch's mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'll get the hell right out with that. yeah,
0: anyway yeah, you sad a little bit <laughs> dude, the world's falling apart, dude? There is a gas shortage. There's a gas shortage.
1: Oh, one last thing. Yeah. It looks like Marine Le Pen is going to be the challenger again to uh, Emmanuel Macron in the French election. Mm -hmm. And then Marine Le Pen is the ultra right-wing nationalist in France. Mm. And she's gaining more support amongst blue collar workers because Emmanuel Macron has taken the mantle of like the neoliberal Mm -hmm. um, kind of globalist governing perspective. Mm -hmm. um, And She's using kind of the same grassroots Trump like we're for the workers, and yeah. dude, it's going to be a close election. And if Marine Le Pen gets in in France, man, that with Boris Johnson and the EU, yeah, uh, with the with the with Brexit, and you've got Angela Merkel's government on its way out, yeah, uh, in Germany. Dude, the world, looks, the world is looking scarier and scarier.
0: Dude, how do we not learn the lessons from the past? This isolationism is terrifying. So it's what
1: led to World War One and then World War II. Yeah. And thankfully, during those times, nuclear weapons didn't exist.
0: that I mean, what so, they did in World War II.
1: At the end. And we were the only ones that had them.
0: That's scary. Anyways. I didn't know about this gas shortage until somebody sent me a meme.
1: Oh, the Patriot Pipeline or the Colonial Pipeline, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They got hacked or something. Mm-hmm. And then they the the hackers were asking for a ransom. And then I guess they were like, we're not paying any ransom. Then news was released today that they paid nearly $5 million in ransom.
1: Who did? The federal government?
0: No, the company. The company did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then there's all these like images of people like filling up bags. Like plastic bags with gas and throwing it in the trunks of the trunks of their car. Plastic bags? Yes, dude. Containers like totes and plastic bags. And I've seen the totes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But the
1: shortage isn't going to last for a little bit.
0: I think they're already up and and they're good now.
1: People are such.
0: It's the toilet paper of twenty twenty
1: one. Oh my god.
0: People are so reactionary. They're so reactionary. Honestly, like you're gonna go and fill. What, how are you gonna get that gas in your car?
1: You're not. And now you've got a tote with gas in your garage that you're not gonna do anything with.
0: Yes. And then
1: they're gonna go dump it. Oh. They're gonna go dump it somewhere, creating a, some probably environmental
0: hazard. Yeah. It's so. Uh, weird. I'll just go
1: dump it in the river. Yeah.
0: It'll dilute itself in the river when it gets to the ocean. It'll be okay.
1: Yeah. I read
0: somewhere that gas in the ocean actually creates for better environment. Yeah. The new algae food. Uh, Yeah, dude. I just was sawing. I was like all these pictures and my buddy was sending me all these memes of people filling up random things with gas. And I was like, huh? And then I Googled like, uh, I think I Googled gas shortage because that's the only thing these pictures could imply. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea. Look, if there's a gas shortage and I can't get to work. I'm okay with that. (laughs) But that's my white privilege talking. <laughs> but the thing,
1: is, we're not going to be out of gas for too long. I know that's the thing that's so stupid about this, dude.
0: I'm a part of this Tesla face group, and they're like, "Oh, gas shortage sucks to be you," and like they're just they're loving it, dude. They're mm-hmm. loving it, um, which is it is funny, but I mean that we are seeing this national shift towards in all our um, automotive companies. Going electric, yeah. which is so interesting. Well, and it then, makes
1: sense. It's Biden to,
0: wanting to develop the infrastructure to to handle
1: it, and in receiving so much pushback it's from it, so dumb. It's be, I hate saying it's it's because of the money, but it really is. It is the of money. The, it is the money. The, like the the people pushing the narrative are lobbying hard, are yes. getting gr- their pockets greased by oil tycoons,
0: and I wonder, like honestly, this whole hacking thing. This is the conspiracy. Oh, get out (laughs) of here. Dude, you Stop know you it. thought it.
1: No, you, I didn't. No, I, until you brought it up, I did not I even think about it. I
0: finish my sentence, and you knew where I was going.
1: Because I know where you're going. You're a conspiracy How theory guy. How do know? You and Tom DeLong with your How tin hats. How do we hats. know
0: that they didn't create this thing, or the news, or just saying that it happened? Okay, so that the, deep, the deep state. I'm not saying the government. I'm saying whatever oil company this is. Well,
1: that's the deep state is not just the government. It's The deep state is the global network of lizard people.
0: Okay, so maybe they constructed this shortage to increase a, de- a demand.
1: That got rectified in a day?
0: Yeah, but how much money and then did why they w- make filling up those bags, Jake?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they also paid $5 million in ransom, so they gave back some of that.
0: That's what they said. How do we know that? How do we know? Show me the receipts. That's what I thought, dude. I'm telling you,
1: you can't ever just dis- you can't ever disprove a conspiracy conspiracy theory because every right. single time you make a point, true. the goalposts get moved. I didn't move it. Yes, you are. Where did I move it? You moved it when you said, "Well, you you don't." That's what they say. Well, then you had literally said earlier that they came out and said there was like somebody discovered that they had. So clearly, they didn't actually say it. Somebody discovered that they had paid five million a five million dollar ransom.
0: Yeah of anonymous tip i'm sure
1: mm, okay from the goal inside.
0: post move <laughs> dude we don't know dude
1: you're like the you're like uh who's the girl that holds the football and every time uh charlie goes to kick it lucy, she, lucy yeah lucy yeah. pulls the football then yeah. charlie ends up on his backside no that's i am you. charlie
0: brown trying to kick the football and the deep state lizard people are constantly <laughs> moving the football <laughs> Flipped your analogy on, you sucker. Oh, uh, all right. I lose. <laughs> I lose. <laughs> <laughs> um we got a few more minutes, but I, I I mean we don't have enough. Oh, I guess we have plenty of time. Um so I sent you a video on I
1: got here on time this Yeah, time, surprising.
0: So. It was like uh, on time if you're it's uh five minutes late. Yeah, it's on time. Um so I sent you a video on t-shirt. Uh <laughs> on uh louisiana state legislators debating with teachers um the they're they're trying to pass legislation to prevent critical race theory from being used in schools
1: yes the louis the one the clip you sent me from that louisiana legislature yeah the house and was was so hard to watch the
0: reason it was was because the the argument here is that like from these legislators who are trying to prevent critical race theory from being taught in school is that um they need we need to when we're teaching something we need to consider all sides of it and it was poking fun at this uh representative because he had said um he's like we need to look at things as a whole and from every angle the good the bad the ugly and then he proceeds to talk about like slavery chattel mm-hmm. slavery and he's like we have to look at the good the bad the ugly and the teacher's like uh, uh there is no good to slavery and then he's like oh he kind of <laughs> like egg on his face he's like i definitely didn't mean that uh, uh you're right um but jeff blacks were in their natural state of servitude i mean maybe that's what he's believing <laughs> so <laughs> that I, was the good I, I was doing some research on critical race theory Um, the critical race theory movement is a collection of activists and scholars engaged in studying and transforming the relationship among race, racism, and power. Um, critical race theory questions, the foundations of liberal order, including quality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment, rationalism, and neutral principles of law. It places them in broader perspective. That includes economics, history, setting, group, self-interest, and emotions, and the unconscious. And what did you read?
1: Okay, well, this is this is actually from the foundational like critical race theory book. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wikipedia disagrees okay. with you. Okay. Um, and it says, Critical race theory is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race and challenges mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. Yeah. I Criti- don't think
0: that's dis- a disagreement. Go uh, ahead.
1: Anyway, so they end it by saying critics, um, oh, that's, never mind. Never mind. It doesn't it, Wikipedia does not disagree. Okay. I, I, I missed the uh, beginning of the sentence that, say, <laughs> that says critics of critical race oh. theory argue. Uh, I thought it just said critical race theory argues that it relies on social constructivism, elevates storytelling over evidence and reason, rejects the concept of truth and merit, and opposes liberalism. That's what critics say. That's what critics say, right? So
0: in this video of these these uh, Louisiana representatives, that's what they're saying. is storytelling, and it's not history's history, and it's factual, and it's and and and, then we, and it's either did or didn't well, happen. History is storytelling. It is, but this this teacher did so good. I think she was a teacher. Whoever she was, she was amazing. But she she says the one thing
1: she has to be an educator at some level. She way, has to level. be, yeah.
0: but. What she said, I think that is the most important point that she made in the whole video that I saw. Was that history is fluid, mm-hmm. and he was like, Duh, "What does that mean? Could you explain that to me?" And he's and she's like, "Yeah, like history is yesterday. It's always changing. We're always moving on from history." And the fact that this guy is just like, let's look at it from... the. He goes, facts are facts, facts are facts, facts are facts. And as students of history, we have learned that facts change. We see it in science all the time. Mm -hmm. There's new revelations in science. In the same way, there's new revelations or evidence of historical experiences. Yeah,
1: well, how can you say that we know everything that needed to be known? All the facts are set from... um, a time period when l- only uh, rich, affluent white males were able to to read and write. Yes. So the recordings of history, th- the facts... Reflect that. ...are only going to reflect that perspective. So now yeah. that we have the ability, now we have more ability through storytelling, mm-hmm. through non non-traditional ways of interpreting history yes through historical traditional con- air quotes yeah. um and we have other ways of interpreting history through primary sources understanding the historical context in which all of that took place in mm-hmm. reading between the lines mm-hmm. and, f- and getting a more broad comprehensive understanding of time and space mm-hmm. and how that influences today that's that's not i i just it's ridiculous. It is that people are are opposed to that. I just don't understand. It, it it's got to be rooted in fear. That it if, has to be. If I acknowledge that racism exists and has helped create and p- has helped create the conditions mm-hmm. that we now live in,
0: that's critical race theory.
1: That if I acknowledge that, yeah. what does that say about me, mm-hmm. and what does it say about all the people that are yeah. around me? It makes me think of that. Um, I think you shared it. I've seen other people share it. But that Golden Girls episode where Don Cheadle, um, yes, with uh, yes. and then because he she uh, she couldn't figure out like why the Confederate flag was so offensive. Yes, and then and then after she sees somebody like, you better keep that one. He's a good one. And then she's <laughs> like, that's not me. Yeah. And he's like, but and then he's like, that flag ties you what she believes and what you believe together. Yeah. And then. And then she's that's like, well, what is video. what she's like, what does that say about me? What does that say to, about my
0: family? Mm-hmm. And I think
1: that's the fear. Yeah. Is that what does that say about me?
0: Yeah. That's not a that's that's an okay question. Why, you know, we talked about we talked about toxic masculinity, I think, a little bit last week. But what is wrong with looking at who we are as individuals and being critical of ourselves? Yeah.
1: And and I don't think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe like they're just, we're just, I mean, we, I shouldn't say we, but I think it's just acknowledge asking, just, just acknowledge that there's built, there has been built in advantages for certain demographics. Yes.
0: I've used this analogy. I've talked about this before on the show and I'm going to bring it up again, but the analogy that I came up with that I used over and over and over in my historical writing, because I did a lot of writing on race and people of color, was that you have, using the U.S. as an example, but there are other examples, this nation was built by those who had slaves. Slavery and that mentality of where their place was and how mm-hmm. they, their demeanor or whatever it is, things are stemming from a, a society that operated that way. And the analogy is building a house. When your foundation is built on that, it's not going to stand. So you make repairs to make it stand better. But it to me, it all comes back to the foundation. And I think that's what critical race theory is ultimately trying to point out, that all of the legislation, the way that society operates today, stems from the history. And in, I think, a less extreme thought process that i have then then maybe those um with who are like pushing critical race theory um to like the extreme if you will is that like it's it's okay to tell the complete story like and i'm not saying that they're not saying that what i'm saying is that it is as simple as that Mm -hmm. um and these people who are pushing back on critical race theory feel like it's an indoctrination of like the leftist ideologies right but it's it's telling the complete story as you mentioned white people of power were those who were educated enough to write and tell the history and tell what the events of what happened if that is all we ever knew imagine imagine if we had not developed historiography and not changed the way that we did research and not changed the way that we wrote and thought about humanity w- globally And just relied on the initial writings of people from the time in which they lived. Mm -hmm. In the in the you know decades ago, in this in this in this book, it talks about that a little bit. But decades ago, there was this um this exotic, fantasization of of um people from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So at the time, you see films, you see artwork that represents this fantasy of. Those people, the
1: promiscuous nature of foreign women, whatever, right yeah.
0: now, 2000, what does that demo? What is that community? What is that people of Middle Eastern? How are they depicted now? How are they depicted in art? How are they depicted in film? They're always terrorists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if we are only to rely on these types of sources, that's our history. That's the fact. There were some men from the Middle East who attacked the United States and and by hijacking planes and crashing them into buildings. Now that is all Middle Eastern people. Opposed to the and, and in a, and thinking of it and applying this this thought process to history, there was those terrible human beings and they committed this act. But my neighbors and my friends are Middle Eastern and they're awesome people. They're great people and they those people do not represent an entire culture or an entire people. That is something that we can have a conversation about the current time we're living, but I'm not writing down a document about my experiences with those people. But if somebody were to have an, I don't know, let's use oral history as an example, or looking back on say what you means podcast and now having evidence that, Hey, Mexicans are all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's just like when you think about it in a current context, you can, it's easy to say, well, look, we're not saying that all Mexicans are bad. I have a Mexican friend and he's cool. It's like, okay, but is that being recorded in history? And I'm not saying it shouldn't or shouldn't be, but what I'm saying if you use that example and you look backwards, that isn't being recorded in history. You're getting the certain storytelling by certain individuals and history today is trying to fill those gaps hmm. with a complete story. We're not trying to change the story, but give what. Historians are trying to do is tell the the complete story as much as they can and give examples of get my notes here <laughs> um, how people experience the same events and may potentially have differing views.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. The th- I also see critics of of critical race theory mm-hmm. being taught in school. Is saying we're teaching our youth to hate their country. Yes. And I don't see how you get from trying to make America better for everyone who lives here, mm-hmm. hating your country. Yes. You have to ignore, so essentially you have to ignore the past, mm-hmm. put rose tinted, rose colored glasses on, mm-hmm. and saying everything we did prior to today was okay because we're America we're great but
0: even even what you're saying right there everything we did prior to today is okay because of the rose-tinted glasses Mm -hmm. right but but even that sentence could be constructed as look today's fucked up and we're polarized and we're seeing uh, racial injustices and we're seeing cultural awakenings like we did this summer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and it's fucked up today but the past the past was okay because of those glasses Mm -hmm. but then Forty years from now, fifty years from now, people will be like, "Yo, twenty twenty one was, twenty twenty was fucked up," or are they gonna have rose tinted glasses and be like, "Dude, Trump was president. It was tight."
1: <laughs>
0: it, it's sorry to it, interrupt. You're not. But you get what I'm saying. saying? Yeah, I get
1: exactly what yeah. you're saying. I, I like that you pointed out that pers- that that way of thinking. Yeah. You pointed out the fallacy in that in that uh, yeah. way of thinking. It's just I, I hate this notion of like if you question what your country did. You hate your country. Yes, but couldn't you also say that knowing what your country has done, both good and bad, makes you a better American? Because you you want to make the country better. Like, right? I don't want to. I don't think that. I don't think that God has blessed the United States. I'm not sitting yeah. here thinking that we're somehow like destined to always be great. Yeah, empires have fallen, con- like have fallen left and right throughout history. And if you want to mean if you truly believe in American greatness, what makes America like what makes America great? Is it its people? And if it is its people. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to make America like don't you want to make this country as good for all of its people? Yeah. Uh, it's not like is that a novel con? Is that some novel con? <laughs> some sort of novel concept? Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking about personal like let's let's make this personal right. We know as individuals all the bad and good that we've done in our lives. Mm-hmm. There's no way of unknowing it. We know the terrible decisions we've made. But because we know those things, we have an opportunity to make ourselves better as people. Mm-hmm. Now you apply that same idea to the nation. If you have an understanding of the terrible things that your country has done, there's an opportunity to recognize it and be better.
1: Or take an outsider's perspective, right? Yeah. If you, you watch somebody make bad choice after bad choice after bad mm-hmm. choice, and they consistently keep coming to you and being like, oh, I need, to, like, I, I need help, I need help, I need help. And then you help them, but then they continue to make those bad choices. Yeah. You start judging those people. It's like, can't you see how these choices continue to lead to your bad behavior?
0: Mm-hmm. Of course wouldn't you would not Wouldn't national. you
1: want to think that, wouldn't you then think that, oh man, those people should recognize their pattern of behavior and yeah. correct for it? Yeah. Don't you think that's what the rest of the world is looking at the United? Yeah. All everybody's got their own baggage. Right. But don't you think think an outsider's perspective of the United States and be like, damn, that shit's fucked up. Yeah. Maybe they should, I don't know, look at their past and figure out what it is that they're doing wrong.
0: Yeah. And I or
1: do we just take a complete transaction because we're currently the most economically powerful country in the world. Mm -hmm. Everything we do is okay because we're great.
0: Right. And because because we're trying to i don't think it's just critical race theory i think it's just it's just history in general like critical race theory is just an one example of trying to fill in the gaps of history and understanding of who we are as a nation but there are other elements to history that we're we're now trying to fill in and and make more clear and you and i were talking about how this pushback on critical race theory And, and, to, and honestly education
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it really is a war on education You and I were talking about indoctrination The fear of the left The left ideology and indoctrination That all of this Knowing the full truth might have On kids and future citizens mm-hmm. pu- and, 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 and contrasting that with this idea That restricting the education Is indoctrination
1: Yeah yeah. I mean, what happens when this becomes policy saying, because I, I remember in that video, that guy saying, look, we need to have education that completely removes bias. Mm-hmm. Well, who's determining bias? Yes. And how are you going to punish and how are you going to enforce that? Yeah. Does that mean you're going to start booting teachers who even mention race in school? Yeah. And you can't talk about how fundamental race was? Yeah. Uh, is? It just.
0: Book dude, burners, dude book <laughs> yeah 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 it's disgusting um i know we didn't really touch too much on critical race theory obviously and there's still it's a, it's a lot it's a lot even just reading the introduction to this book i just read w- i
1: just read the first the first couple <laughs> paragraphs on wikipedia um but we have we have such a i mean we learned critical race theory throughout our yes, education yes, and undergraduate yes i mean we got we're we're pretty we know the historical context in which this stuff is talking about like we understand We don't, we're not experts, but I think we have a, we don't have to necessarily read to have a basic understanding.
0: Right. I just wanted to have, you know, there's, it's, I mean, I think this book is from 2017. So it's, it's not new, right? It's
1: newish. I mean, critical race theory started in the 1970s. I just
0: mean, like, it didn't happen today. Like, this, this debate in education Mm -hmm. and and now pushing back that we're seeing in legislation, that isn't new as far as like, but also, I mean, uh it's new as far as um relativity is what you're saying mm-hmm. but i'm saying like this idea like like you said we learned about it in the last few years it was it was woven into what we were learning about um but i think the basis of it is is history is fluid and we're trying to tell complete stories mm-hmm. and give voices to those who haven't had them yeah and maybe looking at laws maybe looking at opportunity maybe looking at other things and saying is this affected by racism Mm -hmm. that's an okay question yeah it doesn't mean that you and the, the argument is that we're just trying to make everything about race it's like historically everything has been about race yeah and 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 just because you don't see members of your community hanging from trees means that there's less racism and that is the kind of thought process that i'm hearing all the time i hear it from one individual all the time that oh we're le- we're not as racist today as as we used to be as a nation before and that example of just because you're not seeing it in that extremity doesn't mean it doesn't exist mm-hmm. that's all i have okay let's well, get going all right i gotta get to work yeah two white guys gotta go to work
1: <sighs> <laughs> bye,
0: bye. bye.